listeners. Thanks for tuning in again. Uh, this week, I have a dear friend who I've known for many years. Uh, a little bit longer than Kim and I have been married. Um, they are the queen of dry humor, dark humor, and fashion. fascism is what I was going to say. But I mean... Like tie dye and camo, <laughs> and then whatever color these socks are considered. Peoples of the universe, welcome Mara Bruska. I need to start like putting like stock claps in there, fireworks and cheers and such. I mean, I'm assuming like people, excuse me, um, heard you on the not so anonymous alcoholic because it's all the same subscribers. But I, so I don't know. Or you just changed the name? Yeah. Ah, okay. Yeah, I cheated. Um, so, I, but I don't believe they know your story because we talked about kind of the family dynamic and shit mm. previously. So now I'd like to, I know you've told this story a, a bajillion times, mm-hmm. but I would like to start at childhood. Were your, were your bio parents ever together? Like when, when you were around? Not that I remember. Not like, that you remember. No memories were generated during that time. Okay. And then you have, do you have half brothers and sisters? Yeah. I have uh, two half brothers. If I remember correctly, you spent most of your time with your stepbrother? Yeah, and stepsister. And stepsister. Yeah. I always forget that there's a stepsister, mm-hmm. which is crazy. Um, so, I mean, growing up with, them because how much older is your sister or is she younger? three years she's three years older yeah um or close to it yeah something like that okay um like was she around as much as uh frank was no because she she lived with uh her dad okay in a different state ah okay most of the most of the time. Gotcha. So, I mean, you're correct me if I'm wrong, but your childhood was filled with monster truck rallies, wrestling, and uh, butt rock. Man, we tried to go to one monster truck rally, and <laughs> it was snowing, so we just kind of like turned around and <laughs> rented Blaster Master. What is that? It's like this little Nintendo game where you're a tank driving guy. Ah. So, I've I, I'm excited because there's a lot of questions that I don't believe I have ever asked you before. That's cool because like I don't really just talk about stuff. That's fair. Um, unless, unless it's the dog dance, that's kind of my thing right now. <laughs> if you want your medicine, dog dance, dog dance, doing the dog dance. Twenty <laughs> year old reference. Do you recall like, like when were you diagnosed with anxiety or? Any of any of those things diagnosed, or have you, have you ever officially been diagnosed? No, I was. I think it was just because I had to. I had to see a therapist before the procedure. You're saying? Oh, uh, just to, to just to, at the outside of you know transitioning, you go to see a therapist. So you were in your thirties, uh, twenty nine. Twenty nine. Yeah. So just about thirty. Um, did you notice though, like as a kid, like having social anxiety yeah or, yeah it was horrible yeah 
like what did that register as to you like does that, does that make sense because not everybody interprets it because you hear people all the time say i didn't have anxiety until i was an adult hmm. but really they just didn't recognize that it was anxiety oh you know what i mean well i guess it, panic i guess ah okay be the closest so like shortness of breath and yeah heart rate like through the roof it passed out a number of times in school. Really? Wow, I didn't know that. Yeah, it was not fun. That's wild. Was it associated with, like, um, gatherings, like too many people, or was it more situational? Uh, it's, kind of, it's kind of like a combination of things. Um, but, yeah, usually it's, like, uh, pe- lots of people, so school, and then if I... Um, feel like i can't leave oh like i I can't like i don't have the option to that'll make me very uncomfortable wow yeah that makes a lot of sense i was thinking today like just as i was driving home i was speeding and i was like i want to be home so bad that Mm -hmm. i'm speeding even though i live like four minutes away from my house yeah yesterday i went to target um and i picked up some chips and bananas and I went like up to the line and I just turned around and put all the shit back and then left. I'm like, I'm not standing up here. This sucks. I don't need chips and bananas right now. I mean, did you do any like organized sports or anything growing up? Very little. I did like little league for like one summer. And like then, baseball? Yeah. And then soccer mm-hmm. for like a year. That had to be stressful as fuck then. Mm-hmm. Baseball wasn't so bad because the team was overpowered so i didn't really feel like i was obligated to be very good so it's like i can fuck up and we'd still win but soccer i actually quit because i was like i can't deal with these people like like we were just practicing and i'm like i no, (laughs) you guys are stressing me out because what year did you graduate 2002 2002 well technically 2010 Mm -hmm. (laughs) um but i mean due to anxiety uh yeah Wait, 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 what? Yeah. So when I was in high school, I started in Monticello. Okay. Uh, they had a a foreign language requirement. So I took Spanish, you know? Mm-hmm. Horrifying. I got a D minus. Um, because it's a lot of speaking, obviously. Right. In front of the class. Oh. Like every day. Yeah. And I hate that. So I uh, moved to Alaska and they didn't have the requirement. So I was like, Dropped it immediately. I'm like, no thanks. But then I moved to Germany and they had the requirement. So I had to like retake Spanish or a language class. Yeah. So senior year, I, I took, I signed up for German appropriately enough. And I lasted like a week and like I switched into an art class. <laughs> and I said like, I will do this through the mail. And then 9-11 fucked up all the mail. <laughs> so I couldn't do it. Goddamn anthrax, man. Yeah, true. Right? Not not false. <laughs> it was it, seriously like you had to, they had to mail the assignments to you. I didn't get it till November. The class. <laughs> yeah. And then you had to like fill out one of the nine like segments, send it out. They do corrections. Like here's what you got wrong send it back to you you go through it and 
and go correct it yourself. Like you go through and do the corrections like of the things you got wrong. So you learn and yeah. then you send it back and then they grade it afterwards. It's taking like two months for each of these. Yeah. And nine. So I couldn't do it. It wasn't Holy possible. Shit. And they didn't care. They just said, you don't get to graduate. <laughs> Dude, it's, it's crazy to, to think about that now because kids can do it from, you could literally take a class from your phone. Like, you like in 99, 2000, when I was in high school, I just heard about doing online classes and I was like, please, yes, now, <laughs> yesterday, online classes, please. I'm like, you don't want to do that. I'm like, you don't know me. Yeah, I wonder what it would have looked like then. Just the giant gray box. Yeah, right? <laughs> and like two frames. Using ICQ. Per minute. Yeah, <laughs> not even. <laughs> I think AOL was out. No... Yeah, maybe. I think you're right. Yeah, yeah. I think that, AOL was just gone. that door noise over and over again. Oh wow! <laughs> so, so that's I mean that is like clinical anxiety, yeah, disorder. Like there, there's people who have anxiety, which would be like general anxiety, generalized anxiety, mm-hmm. anxiety. I forget. There's like an in between, but yeah, and then full blown anxiety disorder is like debilitating type of type of shit like yeah so how did you manage it when you got asking strategies Mm. so this is the strategy like is something something would trigger usually something in my own head would just trigger like a panic attack and then i would have to like my strategy was to uh put my fingers on over my ears and then if you move them, you can't hear anything. You just hear your fingers moving over your ears. Wow. And then I would just look at my desk and then like breathe. Wow. And that was like every day, probably, depending Holy on shit. what they had to do. I mean, so when you passed out, like, did they talk to your parents at all about that stuff? Mm-mm. What? Mm. Oh my In God. In retrospect, that is kind of weird. It is very weird. I'm just trying to think if there was ever like... There was one where I, because usually I would just like on my desk. There was the one time I fell out and everyone was like, what the fuck? I'm like, oh, I was just tired. Don't worry about it. Oh. <laughs> and then the one time I just like, I played it off like I was looking for my pencil. But like, this is me. Like at, when I did it, like in science class, it's like. Oh my God. So it looks like you're a heroin addict. Yeah. Everyone's like, what are you doing? I'm like. <laughs> I'm just very stillly looking for a pencil I dropped. Oh, here it is. Uh, I just I was thinking about the song Black Hole Sun. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I just thought this particular carpet was fascinating. <laughs> so the school was unaware that you were going yeah. through this shit? Mm-hmm. Damn. I had a certain uh, thought process where I was like, if everyone knows that I have this problem, it's going to somehow make this problem worse. Right. Because now everyone's like, got it in their head. They're like, what's this bitch doing? Oh, they have an anxiety attack. And I was like, now I have to think about someone staring at me. Exactly. I was going to say there's more attention on you now and Mm -hmm. attention to the thing that like makes you the most uncomfortable. You're going to have people just walking by and like, hey, how's the, Mm -hmm. how's the passing out? Because mental health was like nothing. So then, like, du- there was, like, a doubler 
some classes had like a doubling effect on this. Um, so like uh, science classes or health classes, because I also pass out when I see blood. <laughs> I forgot. What's that called? The vasovagal response. Vasovagal response. Yeah, it's like the vagus nerve or something. I don't know. What... That's so fucking crazy. So be like, oh, we're going to watch a video today. And like, this is going to be hard. Depends on what the content is of this video or what the lesson is. And sometimes it could be pretty and like nothing, but I could get in my head about it, like thinking it's going to be something. Because in that instance, there are like, you can get shit signed that says Mara can't fucking look at blood. But if you're burying it all, mm-hmm. God damn. I've straight up like been riding in a car and I had a panic attack. I just played it off the whole trip. Like dizzy. Like I couldn't see straight. And I was like, yeah, I'm just staring at those car. <laughs> You're so good at, at like really hiding stuff. Mm-hmm. Like only because we've been spending so much time together over the last year have I like kind of caught on to certain tells. But before, no fucking idea. Yeah. Especially when we were working together, like I never saw any right negative like responses to anything. I can actually think of like a specific instance where I just left one day. Like uh, my heart started racing and everything, and I'm like, I just have to leave. So I just left. I just rode my bike home. Damn. Yeah. I mean, was depression playing a role? Because I mean, you're moving around. School is not going well, or like uh, the reason I ask it in kind of a weirder way than I normally do is because I I've also watched you what seems very easily just go, Oh, well fuck that. And then you're able to move on to something else. Okay. You know what I mean? Like, I guess I would need an example. Well, like the target thing, like you're very quickly able to go, ah, yeah, me, me feeling comfortable is way more important than, Mm -hmm. than these fucking things. Yeah. And like you, I've watched you be able to do that for for a long time. Mm -hmm. Like, so that's one situational thing, but like, so I'm curious as to like, does your body even have the chance to recognize that you're depressed when you're able to shrug all this shit off so easily? Mm. Does that make sense? I think so. But uh, yeah, I guess I don't know. Like, I'm, I don't know if I just actively think about it. Like I've seen you stressed Mm -hmm. and like overwhelmed, yeah, but not like in a consistent way. Okay. So I'm curious, like as a kid, like would you get down and like not be able to leave your room and the the classic tells of depression? I don't know. That's a good question because I I I feel like I just play a lot of video games. Which, yeah, it doesn't necessarily feel like you're isolating. It just, you're just playing games. Yeah, I'm just fixated on something. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, beyond that, was it weird? Like, was, was Frank, like, a bro growing up? You know what I mean? Like, was, was he always the way that he is? No. No? No. Interesting. Because I was wondering if there was, like like masculinity being pushed on you as a kid or like the thought that you need to be 
hyper, mm-hmm. like hyper masculine and shit like that. Oh, sure. Um, I mean, if anyone was kind of like putting that pressure, it would have been him. You know, like people, like they say, like they call you names and stuff. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. If you if you don't mind, um, you are a uh, transsexual goddess. Mm-hmm. So, what like what's your earliest memory of having not necessarily knowing that you want to be uh, your true self as female, but mm-hmm. like that you are something is off in in that regard in your orientation that i can remember like seven i think and what what was that experience again um it was just some dumb movie called ladybugs is that the one with the water with the water where this like if they fall into no that was ron math that was after Ah, slightly after okay but yeah those are like the early early experiences how did that register to you I mean, at first, I was just like, I I think I convinced myself that was somehow normal. Oh. And then, um, I don't know what, how it switched, but then I was like, oh, that's not normal. Maybe I got made fun of for something, and I was like, oh, okay. Yeah, that makes sense. Like, those those things that you do that, until you say it out loud, Mm -hmm. people are like, no. (laughs) Yeah, that's not it. (laughs) That ain't it. That's not how I feel. Um you know, on top of the anxiety and stuff. Cause like, when did you like, do you remember the first trans person that you like saw or connected with to on some level? No. And I'm by connected with, I mean like, doesn't mean that you actually knew them, but like you were like, ah, that makes sense. I can't think of anything like an actual person. Yeah. It's kind of like not a thing mm-hmm. <laughs> that was really showcased. Right. Maybe on like MTV or something. I was going to say it was so rare, but Mm -hmm. it was always like fashion or like, yeah, music. I mean, yeah, it was, man, the first, first trans person I ever saw without even thinking about it is Ace Ventura. Right. Well, portrayed trans. Mm Mm-hmm. But after that, it wasn't until. I mean, you did. It's just like you didn't really think about it because you most of the time, like a trans person in a movie wasn't portrayed as like uh, desirable in any way. Right. <laughs> They're usually just like like overly hyper masculine. Just there, like yes. Yep. Oh, you have a, a sundress on or something or a muumu. The thing that I think of is the. What I what I saw more of was cross dressing. They mm-hmm. would say like for us growing up, it was somebody's cross dressing. Yeah. It's not. They wouldn't even acknowledge that what they were that individual was aiming for, even though it's a character. And I get that it's all fucking fake, but mm-hmm. it wasn't portrayed as as being transgender until way later. Right. Yeah, because I wasn't like I was an adult when I was like learning about trans people at all. What were relationships like growing up? Like, did you, do you remember like your first kiss and? My first kiss? Yeah. Yeah, I was 22. Oh. Yeah. Really? Yeah, you know her. That was the first one? Yeah. Wow. (laughs) So that's fascinating. Uh Like, did you have any desires at all when it came to like growing up around girls or? 
there's just attraction, I guess, but never like a, an urge to be like, I should put myself out there. Never played spin the bottle or. I think the closest ever was like, I think someone kissed me on the cheek or some shit like that because of uh, truth or dare or some shit. I'm just like not wanting to play this game. I'm like, this sucks. <laughs> I mean, that's like the epitome of. And it wasn't fun. It wasn't like, oh, that was a great experience for me. I was like, <laughs> why did we do this? Yeah, that's anxiety ridden because you're either doing something you don't want to do or saying something you don't want to say. Yeah, I'm like, hey, can we all just like go see who can throw a baseball the furthest? Because <laughs> I want to go do that now, yeah. please. Did people catch on to the fact that like you had never had a girlfriend? Fuck or- yeah. Okay. Oh, God, yeah. People are just like, you gay or something? Like, really? I think I'm gay. Who would who would ask these things? Who would ask? Yes. Like family members. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Not in like a mean way. Like, you gay, we'll kill you. It's just like, <laughs> it's just like you know, it's cool if you're gay, right? Don't worry about it. Like if that was what was holding you back from being in a relationship? Uh-huh. Ah, yeah. I see. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. Yep. Exactly. Okay. That, yeah. Nothing bad. Well, that's actually- Very positive. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's very cool. Man, so that's really interesting. So your first relationship... Was seven years long. So did you ask them out? Uh, I think on a technicality. On a technicality. Because <laughs> it was like a, it was more like, hey, you should ask me out. Ah, okay. Over like MySpace Messenger or whatever. Oh, that's so funny. <laughs> yeah. And that's literally, it's just like, I can, those are like signals I can take directly into my brain and then I can do that. So I went to the gas station that she worked at and I was like, hello, yes, would you like to be my girlfriend? Okay, I'm going to be your your uh, partner now. Did it feel unnatural? Because mm-hmm. you're, you're not shy about like when there's people that you like hanging out with mm-hmm. being like, hey, let's go fucking do something or come over. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. So to have it be somebody that Oh, it goes back to that. Now you don't have an option. It's either break up with them if you want to leave or they break up with you. Either way, that's an anxiety ridden. You know what I mean? Like for that, that back hatch thought. Mm-hmm. If if there's like um, a base level of your anxiety and you're doing those like a thousand thoughts in a second thing. Yeah. Where you're like, okay, God, what would happen if I broke up with them? holy shit, that would be terrible. Mm-hmm. Do I want to break up with them? No, I don't want to break up with them. Why am I even thinking about this? But like that whole process. Did you? When did you guys move in together? Uh, 2008. So like immediately? A year later. A year later. Okay. This is so, so interesting. Because I don't, I'm just going to start saying, what was that like? What was that like? What was it like? Because was that your, that wasn't your first roommate, right? No. No, you lived with people before. Okay. But like, this was the first roommate where it's like, hey, you and me are in on this together. Yeah. And we don't just go in our own separate rooms. Well, we went to separate corners of the same room. Did you really? Yeah. What does that mean? Uh, It's like we had our own computer. Oh, okay. It's called like a co-play or something. I can't remember what the fucking term is or whatever. Interesting. When you're happy to like be in the same room as someone, but you're doing different things. Oh, um, cohabitate. It's co something. I'm pretty sure it's cohabitate. Sure. 
because it's typically it's in reference to two things that aren't normally together, mm-hmm. but they like, like in the animal world, it's like, you know, a chimpanzee and a lion are like, Hey, fucking you be cool and we'll be cool. Yeah. Like, Hey, you got that. You got those fucking thumbs, bro. <laughs> so then, yeah, it's like a symbiotic thing. Mm hmm. It's um, it's weird trying to come up with these questions because I know you, mm-hmm. but not everybody listening knows you. So if sure. I just started saying these things on assumptions of like, I could rattle off a bazillion questions is what I'm saying. And I'm trying to figure out how to formulate them mm. so that the audience can come along for the ride. I see. With that relationship, did it feel more like a friendship in your eyes? Mm-hmm. Okay. Was she your best friend? Mm-hmm. So did that make going out in public and things like that easier? Does that make sense? Like, were, would she bring you along to things that you normally would not go to? I feel like we did a lot of things separately. I mean, it was just like, but they didn't cause any like friction or anything. I was never like, why don't you come with me to my friend's house? Okay. I'm just like, you don't want to go to my friend's That's that's understandable. They're my friends. I don't, I don't, I've known them for years. Why would you go there if you don't want to? Your ability to do that is like so desirable. I didn't know that was different. Yeah. That's the other thing is like, because you've been that way forever, like mm-hmm. it, it, like the way that I think when I try to think about how does Mara view the world is it either makes sense or it doesn't make sense. And if it doesn't make sense, it's probably fucking stupid. So, (laughs) well, yeah, it's just like you go somewhere and they're like, "Yeah, where's Joby at?" And I'm like, "Fuck about I don't know, (laughs) playing computer games or some (laughs) shit." What is that? Am I not good enough? (laughs) Let's get this guitar hero going. Yeah, I mean, it it is weird because yeah, early especially early on in relationships, people assume that it's going to be you two the whole time. Mm-hmm. If anybody's doing anything, it's going to be the both of you. Right. Did you open up to her about anxiety and stuff? Or like how you felt when you're in those group situations and At some point. Okay. I don't really remember when though. Because I feel like that adds to like the level of being like, yeah, that's fine if you don't want to come and do this thing because I get that that will, you know. There was never like a discussion about that. Uh, it was never like a, th- a problem. You are dating and if I remember correctly, there was, you had seen someone online who was transgender? I ended up on Reddit and people were just share just like a forum that people will share like experiences and stuff and i was like oh that's me i guess <laughs> like did you go out looking for yeah. like transgender something and then yeah. saw okay i got you yeah yeah cuz it was just like it was always like present in my mind somewhere mm. something that i was like actively like yeah hey, don't think about it <laughs> and then eventually i'm like i should think about it and then i went on the internet and thought about it like, did you ever, like, try on women's clothing or anything like that? Oh, yeah, that? since I was a kid. Really? Yeah. Uh-huh. Well, where would you get the, like, you would put on your stepmom's clothes or? Yeah, like, whatever was available, I guess. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Did you ever buy your own prior to? No. Okay. Because I'm always interested in that, too. It's like, 
I've I've heard of people who have like like they have um they're like sharing a closet with themselves. Mm-hmm. Like they have their little section of what they want to wear and then section of what the world wants them to wear. Mm. I don't know. I feel like I might, I don't know. It might've been a different experience. Cause to me it was always like, there was like a urge to do that. And then, but at the same time it was really like deeply unsatisfying. I'm just like, this doesn't really make anything better. Oh dude, that makes so much sense mm-hmm. because that's, that's another huge thing with anxiety is like, what's it going to change? Mm-hmm. So maybe if you would have been diagnosed sooner, then we could have got you on more pills. That I could have taken so many pills, yeah. <laughs> it would have been great. That's, that's nuts. Okay, so you are gay. Ish. Gayish. <laughs> I'd say queer. I don't know. You queer fuck. Yeah. Queer is a good word. I like that word too, actually. It's worth a lot of points. So you see the Reddit forum and you're seeing, so is it like positive stories that are like kind of reaffirmating that there is a positive outlook? No, they're literally like exactly me. Oh. Yeah. Wow. That's got to feel weird as fuck. Mm -hmm. Because it was like there was one... There's this one that I remember. It was a post about something. You know me. I, I'm boring uh, <laughs> a lot. Like the way I entertain myself is kind of is like kind of boring. But it was like data. It was just <laughs> a set of data, and it was like I fit so perfectly into this like subgroup of people. And I was like, okay, <laughs> that's really crazy. Because it was like 28, like down to the age. Oh, like oh, 28, and like things about things like or have this thought and like yeah but before we go down that journey uh what was the the movie again rochambeau ladybugs no 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 the other one with the water and the ron mahaff that was a tv show ron mahaff a tv show okay explain the concept to me again basically there's um a father and son and they're like martial arts it's anime so they're always kicking shit. But they go to train at um these hot springs or these springs. Like I think they're hot. I always get this confused. Here's the thing, I don't really know the show that well. Okay. Because the show was an outlet for me to like like fantasize or something. It wasn't like a show that I thought was all that right. great. But yeah, they go to the these springs and like they're fighting each other while standing on these there's all these poles everywhere. Always. Yeah, so they're fighting on these things. And they both individually fall into these separate pools of water. And then they emerge. The son is female, and then the the dad is a panda bear. <laughs> and they're like, what the fuck? What is going on here? They're like, yeah, if you fall in these, you turn into whoever da- died in the pond or the pool. Oh. And it's like temperature of water determines... Whether you change. Whether you change back. Mm-hmm. And so for you, you were thinking, if I remember right, it made you contemplate like all of the ways you would avoid. The wrong water. What, what, yeah. What changes you back? I think you took a hot shower. So I think the water was cold. Yeah. I always get this okay. shit confused. But either way. It goes so, one way or the other. Yeah. Right. So temperature dependent. So you would think about all of the ways. Yeah. Like. Av- 
Yeah, you're just like, oh, well, I'd have to avoid this kind of water. That's fine. I don't got to go swimming. Uh, this is fine. Yeah, I would just be like, I don't want to go back, change the other way. So I'd have to adjust. Did you get to talk with anybody who was trans? No. Oh. When, like, have you connected with trans people? There. Yeah? Now? Oh, I, ha- I have. I'm, I thought you meant as a kid. Oh, no, no, no. Yeah. I meant, like, uh, you and Joe are living together and... The, yeah, like, right after we moved to St. Cloud. You started meeting? Yeah, there was, like, someone that worked at that Walmart. Oh. On overnights. And were they cool? Yeah, really cool. Really? Yeah. Because that's always the funny thing is, like, I want to meet somebody who is this... But what if they suck? Mm-hmm. I have all these questions, but I don't want to ask them if they're a shitty person. <laughs> so that's awesome. So like, did yeah, you... but see, like that's not that's not an issue for me. It's like getting information is not an issue for me. Mm. So I just look for it. That's true. There, <laughs> but I mean, did you were were you asking questions of them? It's like, hey, you ever feel? I didn't like... need to. No. Wait, what do you wait? Hold on. Let's go. Um, maybe I'm. We're saying. What kind of question? Prior to transition, yeah, right. You are meeting this person, um, and was the Reddit stuff after? No, no, no. This I I met them after I I already started the process. See, that's what I was trying to figure oh, okay. out. Okay, was like, was there anybody before? No, that's. But again, because you know how to find information. Was it not a big deal that you you didn't need to like have a a community of? I guess I I, I don't know. To me, it felt like the Reddit forum counted. Ah, you just go in there and read stuff, and I would read it a lot. Yeah, read it at work and stuff. At what point did you decide? Okay, I'm going for it. At what point? Yeah, probably like a week after I started reading on that forum. Oh wow, it was yeah. that fast. Mm-hmm. So it just started to click. Yeah, I just locked in. I was like, that that all makes sense to me. And then the uh the tour of did you did you start to tell people before the transition or did you begin the transition and then started telling people? Before. Before. Yeah. But it was like there wasn't really much time like before, I guess. It was like Cause I, cause I came out and then a few weeks later I was, I already had a therapy appointment set up. Wow. And it's funny too, like to, to have to go to therapy and then you're like, yeah, I'm here to just, you know, check off the, the boxes. Mm-hmm. Was it like frustrating to be like, oh, I, I didn't want to talk about my anxiety. No, it was fine. Really? Yeah. I was like, all right, I guess so. Like, yeah, you're kind of fucked up. <laughs> like, oh, okay. That makes sense. See, that's a back to the Mara looks at the world as it makes sense or it doesn't. Wow. Okay. I, you moved fast. I, I kind of forgot that you'd moved that fast on this. Mm-hmm. But it was a like a lengthy process overall until it was finished, right? Um. Well, I mean, like... So was therapy, three months, hormones, and then a year later, like started doing surgical stuff. 
well, yeah. I guess as fast as you can. Right, 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 right. right. Yeah. But I, yeah. So, I mean, that's, that's the interesting thing though. Is Especially like, when you don't have money. Yes. Yeah. The like trying to, man, it's, it's like, it's like you're going out into the world looking for your parts. Like as it makes me think of like a, like a robot who's like, knows that it's missing information or missing mm-hmm. something and they like go yeah. on, on the journey of like I have to find all of the parts. Well there was a very clear like roadmap. Because mm. so many people have have gone through it. So it was just like you do this and this and this and then there you go. Like it, to the point where like two weeks after I had really considered this, I was already like very worried and anxious because I didn't think I'd be able to get hormone replacement therapy because of a blood disorder I have. Oh, that's right. Yeah, so I was already like diagnosing myself and shit. I was like, I have a contraindication. <laughs> I'm going to have to buy some shit from another country just to get this to work. It was very stressful. Yeah, that's fucking gnarly. Like, not the stress wasn't like, well, what if I do this and I, I don't want to. <laughs> it was like, oh no, I need to, and if I can't, that's going to be very upsetting. Yeah. Yeah. That's what I mean is like, if I, if I have an asthma attack, Mm -hmm. I can go grab my shit. Like most of like the things, there's a pretty clear and easy to obtain type of procedure. Whereas the shit that you're going through, it's like, I mean, I could say over and over how life is still harder for women than it is for men. And this was, uh, this is all BC too. For Caitlin. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Just by a couple of years, though. But, yeah, so you're still in the, like... That was 12, this was all 2013. Yeah, so you're still able to say, you know, back back in my day. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oddly, like, things move fast after I, <laughs> after I, I dipped the, my toes in. Like, I went to the, I went to the therapist and, like... He, he was the first person that was ever like, what are your pronouns? I'd never heard that in my life. Oh, wow. Before. Yeah, I was like, I never even considered it. And then he's like, well, if we can use these. And I'm like, then yeah. <laughs> what the fuck? Of course. And there's there's things that I didn't even, that weren't even like a consideration. Like, I remember uh, me and Joe went to a therapy session together one time. Oh. And then she was like, yeah, Mara shaved and I had this huge beard. And then the therapist was like, you did? <laughs> I'm like, yeah, I did. He was like, you need to shave it one day. And I'm like, yeah, I was, I was like, I'm going to transition. So I just shaved. He's like, okay, yeah, that's, you did that very quickly. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, it was like the same day. So. I didn't consider that a step. That I, know. I was like, I just shaved it. I don't care. Whatever. That I'm, I'm trying to think of like questions that will make you think harder because these are all like it, it it so clearly makes sense on in the the road to to becoming you mm-hmm. so uh joe brings up that you shaved right mm-hmm. so was this like kind of like couples therapy or or had you guys decided to become friends at this point no, it was just like, hey, let's go together. Oh, okay. <laughs> it wasn't like a... 
It wasn't anything like that. It wasn't specific to the, no, the both of you. No, I no. see, I see. Um, that that feeling of like we were talking before, like the whole breaking up is awful. Mm-hmm. I can't imagine what like. Not that we're breaking up, but I'm gonna be a completely different person <laughs> within like a couple of weeks here. Yeah, that wasn't. Yeah, that wasn't really a big deal, I guess. <laughs> That's so weird. Yeah, I guess so. Uh-huh. So, like in Joe's mind, was she like, "Oh, that makes sense." Yeah, she was happy for me. Oh man, that's so okay. I don't know if anyone thought that makes sense, or if anyone said they thought that it made sense. If they were, I don't know if they're being completely honest. Well, the only—I I honestly don't know what they, what they would I, be thinking. The only reason I ask it in that way is because she was the closest to you. Mm-hmm. And like in the sense of like routines, like seeing what you're doing. Mm-hmm. And she would be like on the front lines of being able to see like, oh, now she's doing this. She started to sit down when she pees and <laughs> <laughs> shit like that. So that's just courtesy. That's a good point. You don't fuck up their toilet seat. Hey, yeah. Yeah. Um and then from there the the tour of of telling folks was well received, right? Mhm. Which is also super interesting. I remember I was stoked. I was like, "So you get affect it is? Cuz I'll be sick." <laughs> I'm like if they're just handing them out, like sign me up. <laughs> um but I mean so did you f- travel to get surgeries done? Yeah, I went to uh, Arizona and New York. Oh, you went to New York? Not like cool New York. I went to Rochester. Ah, Rochester. <laughs> went to shit New York. Yeah. Most of New York is pretty shit. Yeah. Well, I mean like uninteresting. Yeah. Well. New York City is at least interesting. And so there's buildings or some shit. It's funny because like there's so many old. There's hot dogs everywhere. There's so much history in New York. Yeah. Like in the state overall. Mm-hmm. Like I've been to houses that were like 200 years old. And yeah. Like, so there's cool shit, but it's not, nobody wants to hear about that. Like when I would come home, I'd be like, hey, I was at like the former vice president's old mansion. And they're like, yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, did you see Carson Daly when? <laughs> we had just, we took a train to Connecticut and we stopped in New York. Oh. For very briefly. So I just got dizzy looking up at buildings and we got pizza. And you're probably thinking, like, that's awesome. You got pizza in New York. That must have been great. No, it wasn't. We went to Sabara. <laughs> I didn't know how stupid that was when I was 13, but as an adult, I was like, the that, fuck, mom? That's hilarious. <laughs> Why would you do that to us? That's not even safe pizza. No. That's not like, let's go somewhere safe. Let's go to Sabaro. <laughs> <laughs> that's like you're at the mall and you're like... <laughs> I don't know if I want to go to one of the Chinese places. Right. Looks kind of not great. Um, So was, were you concerned at all with traveling because of your, your blood condition? Uh, traveling? Yeah. Like flying. Does, does that affect? I mean, it would have to be a really long flight. Okay. And I'm on anticoagulants. So. Ah, anticoagulants. Yep. Would you mind not? Because I can hear it, but we can make like a song out of it. We can sample we, it. You're right. Fuck. Um. Okay. So no, no concerns there. 
But did anybody go with you for any of these procedures? Yeah. Okay. One of them was in Minnesota. And my mom went with me to that. That was in the that was in the cities. What about out of state? And then when we went to New York, I went with a friend of mine and my mom. And then Arizona, I went I flew out there by myself. And then my mom flew out for uh, a few days. And then she left. How long did you have to stay in Arizona? A couple weeks. Holy shit. Yeah, it was awful. Was that the augmentation or was that your throat? Hmm? Was that the breast augmentation or? Oh, BA was in Minnesota. BA was in Minnesota. Yeah. So what was in Arizona? Throat was uh, Rochester. Bottom surgery was in Arizona. Oh. Man. And face peel. And face peel. Full Nicholas Cage. Yep. God damn. I mean, was when when you start to see like yourself in the mirror and you're like, oh, it's starting to look like Mara. <laughs> this is pretty fucking dope. Yeah, it's great. <clears throat> like, I mean, what did it feel like like going out and shopping and like not having to be nervous about going into the women's section? Because I'm sure you walked by the women's section before and were like, mm, wish I had a pass to go in there. <laughs> <laughs> I, yeah, I guess. Well, I get, shopping's not really my thing. But when I when I do shop, the, yeah, there was like an anxiety thing at first. I'm like, don't stare at me, fuckers. Yeah. I'm busy. Well, yeah, and that's more what I meant. Because like, I, uh, I've... For some reason, for me, like any situation you, where I can get less eyes on me in public is usually fine. Ah. <laughs> it's not like specific to this one thing. Okay, I gotcha. Yeah. So, oh, okay, okay, okay. that's making more sense now. Now, you've done all of the transitioning. You're a strong, independent woman who lives in an addict. <laughs> an addict that lives in an addict. Oh, <laughs> addicts in the addict. Wait, I said to addict twice. Yeah. Take two. Addicts in the attic. <laughs> there you go. You got to enunciate. <laughs> um, so all of that shit's over, right? Mm-hmm. But the thing about like going through these big life events is that the monotonous shit still happens. It's mm. like, okay, I'm me now, but I still have to do all of the boring shit that I was doing before. Yeah. And with the, like, I mean, lengthy career that you had with, uh, what's the guy's name? The dead guy? Yeah. Uh, it's funny how I forgot this already. Right? Wasn't it Walt? Or was it Walton? Walt, the Walton. Walton. Walton family. Walton you worked for the Waltons mm-hmm. um, for a very long time. And with the anxiety and stuff, like, and now that you have transitioned and we start, we have 2016 happens where people are like, hey, either you're cool with transgender people or you're a fucking asshole about seeing somebody who's transgender. Mm-hmm. Like, you you see all of those those things. While, I'm assuming while you're working, 
Um, yeah. So there's the additional eyes on you. Yeah. That you don't want. Right. Yeah, they definitely compounds for sure. On top of the customers who are like, hey, could you see if you have this in the back? Mm-hmm. Um, so uh, with the compounding of, of all this shit, did the pandemic help alleviate that at all? No, it got worse. It got worse. Yeah. Interesting. Well, I, I mean, like initially because, oh, wait, were you guys considered um, necessary? Essential. Essential workers. Yeah. Fuck. I didn't even think about that. So, yeah, obviously it's going to get worse because the demographic there is, I don't want to wear no fucking mask. <laughs> yeah, it was literally mask off at that point. <sighs> so you could tell. Now you can tell just by looking at someone if they're not great. <laughs> I don't know how else to say it, but like, so I just I, walk up to you and you're like, usually I think like customer, I already don't want to do this. Now I have extra information about a customer. Yeah. And it's negative. <laughs> I don't want to be near them. So, d- like, did you continue therapy or do anything? No. No. Okay. I mean, I've seen a few. And then, because I tried again in 2020. Um, and then I just stopped. I was like, I don't want to do that. It costs money. Yeah. Which sucks. But, I mean, w- so what was it that, that pushed you to at least try uh, therapy again. I don't know. People recommended it, I guess. <laughs> if only you should do this. Go, Why? Mara, you're stuffing shit down. What? That's just how it is. I don't know. I was depressed. There you go. You get depressed and. This is depression good. corner. Yeah. Well, I'm just saying you get depressed and then people tell you to go to therapy. I don't know what else to say. And I'm like, okay. Uh, well, it's just interesting as to like what that looked like to you because when somebody notices that you're depressed, it's like, fuck. Mm-hmm. Goes back to that attention thing and the type that you want well, is yeah. not that. Like, I know I'm depressed. Mm-hmm. Like, I see you do that all the time. Like, yeah, I'm fucking depressed. Yeah. We don't need to talk about it. So, like, did it, did you go purely based on your friends saying, hey, you should go do this? Yeah. Really? Yeah. Did it help at all? Not this most recent one, no. 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 I don't know. I just didn't. Your outlook starts to become, like, why do anything? Mm-hmm. And how do you get yourself out of... Like, like, do you recognize when you have uh, more than usual depression coming on? Coming on? Like, something happens and you're like, oof, I feel terrible. And then it just stays that way? I guess I don't know if I could tie it to anything specific. I just it's just a general feeling. Ah, it's like I'll just lay in bed all day. And then to be. do you? Yeah. So I mean, like, how do you get yourself out of of those modes? How you just hope it goes away? I don't know. It's hope a, it goes away. Yeah. Wow. But see, this is interesting. So you did all of this research and went through all of these procedures mm-hmm. to, to physically look like 
how you envision yourself. Mm -hmm. But with these things, it feels harder to go through those motions to fix the upstairs stuff. You see what I'm saying? Mm -mm. It's, it's fascinating to me that you were willing to go through over a year's worth of procedures and spending all of this money and putting yourself through physical. Yeah. That's something I could fix. I can't fix the world, but you could fix the way that you look at the world. No. Ah, no, no, I don't think so. Interesting. Like I, I can't just suddenly wake up and be like, it's fine that we exploit people in third world countries, third world countries. I should say other countries, other countries. Yeah. This is fine. I'm just getting my cereal now. But what about the, the, so the things, so that is not going to change, but fixating on those things and letting them compound there's coping mechanisms that can be learned. So that's what I'm saying is like you researched a lot of this stuff. Mm -hmm. Have you researched like, how can I stop feeling so angry towards this one thing or feeling so hopeless about this other thing? Mm, no, no. See, I, you're very good at finding this information and then retaining it. I think you could do it, man. I think you could figure out. I, I think if you applied yourself the same way that you did for transitioning, which excellent result, like the, that's the happiest I've seen you for sure. Mm -hmm. um, far less scowling than in previous years. And I think that if you were to apply yourself the same way, even half, you could find results. But the thing that sucks about anxiety and depression is your your brain goes, but why? Mm. And that's the toughest thing to get over. So it's like I, you have to want to want to change. It's like this weird, weird little like. I don't know about that. Right, because it doesn't make sense. Mm -hmm. I care about you. Big ups. Bless the island. Mm -hmm. um, and you're just such a fucking delight that I don't want more of things not making sense to push you in a direction to where you become like a recluse and we don't see you anymore you know what i mean mm -hmm. like because if enough bad shit happens and because of the way that you like digest those things and go makes sense doesn't make sense you just go it doesn't make sense to go do dude absolutely anymore it doesn't make sense to go online it, you know what i mean like that process it's scary because you're able to do it so easily that that that's the stuff that freaks me out is like mm. going from hanging out with Mara all the time to never seeing her again is like, could be the snap of a finger. And I just want to be able to see you. And I want you to not feel like you have to either go like those black and white decisions. 
Like there should be gray where you're like, whew, it really fucking blows. Like today, mm-hmm. I spent an hour trying to get a nose ring into somebody's nose. It should have been the easiest thing ever. I couldn't do it. I had to put their old jewelry in. Their shit got swollen. And I, we, we can't resell jewelry once it's gone in mm-hmm. somebody's body. So I had to be like, it's yours. But I, I'm not going to charge you because I made you lay on a table for an hour while I could not fucking do what I said I could do. And it's, I hate, hate, hate letting people down. Mm-hmm. And that was letting multiple people down and as soon as they walked out the door i was just like i can't fucking do anything now i don't know what to fucking do but then you just it's that like like uh i think i've talked about this before where you just accept that you accept death Mm -hmm. like that feeling when i'm driving in random cities and i'm like well i could die at any moment it's over nothing i can change about that so let's do this thing it's the same thing where i'm like ah poof Nothing I can do about that shit, but, you know, hope that I have help the next time. And if I can't do it, hopefully somebody else can do it. So like that deduction thing, rather than just going, I fucking suck. I There's no way I can be a piercer. I'm going to quit this job now. Mm. I'm just, I don't know. It sucks. It's, it, I know how impossible, I genuinely know how impossible that feeling is and i also recognize that our situations are very fucking different like to have some of the things that you want you genuinely have to put in more effort than i do and i'm just lucky that i have i I get to be a 35 year old 13 year old in this room whereas if you want to have the same things, you have to put in more work because it's just you. Mm. You know what I mean? Yeah, I guess so. So I recognize that like, it's easier. What I'm saying is like, it's easy for me to say like, you can do this shit because I have this massive support system Mm. and yours is like, who's your support system? My roommate. And? My friends. My friends. (laughs) And I mean, but like, do you utilize them? Like, what do you mean? Like, I I, I want for you to, like, when when you start to do the, like this, you know, radical, you, you have a way of radically accepting depression and anxiety and just going uh, nothing's ever going to change the world will always be horrible when you get there do you reach out to people and say or do you even recognize that that's an option you know what i mean i don't know i don't know what i'd be doing that's the thing it's like you gotta it's it's that wanting to be like okay as far as i know like thinking about this shit makes me feel pretty horrible what could i do instead of ruminating on the shit that i can't change yeah so like calling a friend and being like hey no it's never that (laughs) well i mean i might text someone but that's about it 
But I'm saying that's that's what your support system's for is is for people like because I'm sure that there are people that call you because you listen very well or text you or whatever. Since we're all Gen Z now and nobody calls, it's all text messages. <laughs> but I'm sure there are people that reach out to you and are like, man, my day fucking sucked. And you help them. No, usually I just make jokes. Right. But that's the thing is surprisingly that helps. Mm. I guess not so surprisingly. But because what you're doing is diffusing the situation. Mm-hmm. And you're breaking it down into different forms so that it's easier for them to be like, Phew. like laughing through the pain. It's an interesting thing because like when you meet somebody who has gone through similar shit and you like, like James and I were laughing about being <laughs> on mental health units and mm-hmm. being like, yeah, dude, being trapped fucking sucks. Like there's just this weird, like you, you get it. You, you. Right? Not having shoelaces? Only being able to use like spoons for every meal? I don't know. I it's hard for me to I I I just I want really badly for you to recognize situations as being okay to like reach out to others for. Like it's okay to shoot somebody a text and be like, "Dude, I've this. I'm like transfixed on us. Um, what was the word you exploiting these these other countries and like these kids that are making shoes for half a penny a day? I help me get out of this mindset. That's okay, because then somebody probably just sends you a meme." Or a picture of their dick. (laughs) That doesn't happen. (laughs) But you know what I mean? The same way that you diffuse with jokes, there are people that are willing to do that for you also. And it won't change anything. It won't hurt anything. Especially for those that really know you because we've already established that you don't want people who are like, hey, just I know that you have depression, so I'm just checking in today. Seeing how your depression is going. Because that sucks. And it means that people are viewing you extra and not in the way that you want to be viewed. But with your friends, they're capable of being like, We're, she's good now. And then you can just move on. And then if she needs me again, I'll just be there again. Because we love you. Yeah. I. Uh- I understand that. Some some stuff is just like, we text someone and be like, hey, can you go to work for me? <laughs> for real though? Yes. Because I can't. That's, see, and that's what I was saying before is like, I recognize that like my situation's different and it's easier for me to say this shit because I don't have, I don't have to do that. Mm-hmm. Whereas you're in situation that most adults are in where it's like have to go somewhere that I fucking hate on top of trying to not be depressed like this is awful Mm -hmm. that's why I almost fucking relapsed when I was working at Weha is 
I was depressed out of my fucking mind. And then they were like, hey, we have a, a, a solution for that. And that is mandatory overtime. So, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> like, so we're going to do that. And then, so what the other solution we have is we've placed these nets outside of the windows. And that'll fix everyone's problems. You're just oh like, oh, my God. That might be kind of dark. <laughs> a little bit. Yeah. 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 I mean, they were watching people quit and watching people explode, and they were just like, well, that's a bummer. Same with Walmart. Why don't we give you pizza, mm-hmm. but you're still going to have to work an extra <laughs> yeah. 10 hours. Like, Yeah, like, oh, you just got to literally working 20 hours for inventory. They're like, you all come in the office, we got uh, ice cream sandwiches. <laughs> so, just like, we need like 50 of these to cover the calories I burn a day for killing myself for this company yeah and i mean what did i get like fired i still don't know when i got fired which is absolutely reach out crazy to me for anything they don't care yeah but at least that's what it feels like a hundred percent i i was talking to kim about that and same she's like i've never heard of mm-hmm. a company doing that it's so fucked up but it's also walmart so not out because they've shut down stores who have thought about Unionizing? Unionizing, yeah. so. That was that kind of, I'm that kind of agitator, I guess. It totally, totally makes sense. Because I remember they had like a special meeting. They're like, because there was like a group of people that are trying, were trying to unionize Walmart, like an outside group. And they had to have a special meeting with like bullet points from higher up that was like, this is why they're evil. Oh, yeah. And I'm just like, I, is this legal? <laughs> this seems very wrong that you're doing this. I remember, um, uh, somebody like randomly handing me a pamphlet. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't, I don't even remember if they said anything other than like, here you go. And I was just like, huh? And then they walked away and I was like, union. I remember telling a manager and them being like, if they ever bother you again. So like already putting in my oh, mind. Oh, they that, have a lot of propaganda. Like, yeah, put exactly. In place. It's pretty effective too. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I mean, how do you so this is the perfect scenario to yeah. be like the the shit that we're doing right now you could do that with your other friends too and i'm positive i could think of five people like immediately who are willing to just do this whenever you want talk about not like how are you feeling but just going back and forth and being like yeah it fucking blows yeah my roommate does that Mm-hmm. My roommate's really cool. Mm-hmm. He's got a hearse. He does have a hearse. And he's an instrumentalist. Yeah. Which is also pretty fucking cool. But what if he's not there? I don't know. He's usually there. Oh. <laughs> I'm usually in Discord or something, and i that's where I talk about stuff. Oh, really? Yeah. Well, All my trans friends. Well, see, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. Well, he's usually like, I just say like a, ha. Ah. I say like, ah. Mm. And then like, ah. Mm. And meme. Yes. Send. Exactly. I'm like, all right, back to. Pushing it down. Back to hating it, all the things. Recently, my thing is like, uh, you have to retrain, like, 
let me make my brain work here. I had to like retrain my brain to think about uh, like labor because um, I have been working. Like I, I'm considered unemployed, but I've been working. Yeah. I work like, I mean, the past two weeks now, I've probably worked like a full-time job, but it's hard to see it as a job when you don't get paid. Yes. And no one else will see it as a job either. Just like you're wasting your time. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know how it's work. It's it's eight. It's a job. I don't know how else to explain it. What are you explaining? Like, well, like I pod, like podcasting takes like six hours out of the week. And if I have to write something or make images, it could go up to ten. And then I've been streaming every day. Yeah, that's a job. Yeah, I get what you mean. Like, it's those are viewed as hobbies, which is insulting. Yeah, but like. So that's worth nothing. And then, but me, like, yeah, if you go into ILK1, you can find a coaxial cable. That's $15 an hour. That's what I mean, though, is like. You can literally just find it yourself. Yeah. I'm not doing anything. <laughs> then you can go ring yourself up. Right. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's. But but you being you, like the shit worthless. That, yeah, exactly. Like the shit that you do for dude, absolutely. The stuff that you stream, like the inputs that you have and the jokes that you have. Those are things that I've made. For and for some reason they have no value. None. It's it's crazy. It it is it and like. I mean, look at me. I am the poster boy for like driving myself absolutely crazy and spending money to hopefully get money. Like I invest in myself and it's worth nothing. Mm -hmm. It's uber frustrating. So when you, when you look at labor now, does it feel like because that doesn't make sense, it keeps you from looking for work? Looking for a job? Yeah. Well, I mean, it's winter, so I don't really want to. Mm-hmm. Plus, I don't know where to go. That's the interesting thing, though. Like, where do I go? That's the same thing doesn't just happen again. Oh. Drama. Yeah. yeah, it's like, like, what job is, what exists where I'm at, like, getting, you know, getting let go for the same exact reason. I don't think that exists. That's the shitty thing about employment forever, though. You know what I mean? Like, Yeah, well, some people can ride out not having insurance. I can't. So that's, I mean, that's the shitty thing about, like, having to go out and look for work anyways. Like, whatever the... Plus, I don't think I could do another job interview. I don't know if I can do it. I don't think I can get hired anywhere. Really? Yeah. See, and this is th- this is the important shit that like the fact that your brain allows you to go there, that's where you need help. And that's where like when I talk about Yeah, but the help is always just going to be like, well, you have to be dishonest. Mm. Yeah. I don't want to be. 
<sighs> that's fair. And that's tough. That's it's such a hard thing to to navigate. Like you so the, like I I've, I've been trying to piece this puzzle together that is you. Mm-hmm. And I get hit with you're so it's so easy to believe you that I go, yeah. Like with most of the stuff that you say, I'm like, I want to, I want to bring something of value, but then you hit me with like, yeah, but no. And I'm like, well, yeah, I guess you're right. But what's the alternative? The alternative to what? To not like, ugh, I hate to say it like this, but like conforming to a certain ideal. What's like, to lie right Mm -hmm. the other option is to not have insurance Mm -hmm. so is it and this is where i get scared because i don't want to say like would you rather just let your health deteriorate to the point of like potentially being fatal or go lie to customers twice a week you know what i mean Mm -hmm. and i'm assuming to you currently it feels like nothing i can do about it anyways yeah why would i do it yeah so that's the that's that's where we got to work through and i i want so badly to like i need i i i want to figure you out so that i could properly be like no no don't think that way because you're capable of great things transitioning is such a perfect example of like going through a bunch of shit that absolutely sucks but the end result is awesome but yeah i don't feel like any of that was hard that's what's that's what i'm saying like the how so how do we get there to where you recognize that something that most people view as a an extreme that they could never imagine doing right like there's even some uh trans people that don't go through all those procedures because they're like ah Mm -hmm. that's fucking scary so like even people who are living that life it's scary to them but you it was no problem like that's amazing so how do you make the mundane shit th- like seem like that, th- that you're capable of doing it at the same level. That's the goal mm. is to go that all like to recognize you did something amazing to be who you are. Like I, w- I would say it's worthy of saying extraordinary because those are extraordinary circumstances with which to become your true self. And there are far less extraordinary lengths that you need to go to to be able to have health insurance to be able to have but it requires putting myself into a situation that causes anxiety 100 percent. so that's what i'm saying how do you how do you look at those how do you how do you make those two situations the same like in how easy i can't believe that you weren't anxious about getting all the surgery and shit no the only thing i was anxious about was whether or not they would get canceled because of insurance 
which is wild. So how do you like how do you find that how do you solve that problem? Because like we said before, you do the it makes sense or it doesn't. Mm-hmm. So how do you get there to where you're like this absolutely made sense. Therefore, all of the procedures and processes processes whatever moving forward because this makes sense whatever I, we got to do this shit and that's fine because it makes sense of course this is what you would do next you know what i'm getting at like all of those things are impressive and should be recognized as such and the reason i want that to happen is because you should believe in yourself to be capable of getting over this shitty internal thing. (laughs) You do really incredible things. And sometimes we have to do shitty things. No, you don't have to. In the society that we live in. Mm -hmm. So this is where that radical acceptance comes back into play. You were capable of radically accepting, changing your whole structure. All of these things. Mm -hmm. (sighs) Accepting, unfortunately, the country that we live in. Because the cost of relocating is awful. You have to accept, figure out a way of how to accept like there's no way of changing the infrastructure with which I am confined to. However, I can change how I go about my day because you don't have it, it, accepting those things doesn't mean that you have to conform to and support those ideals simply means you just have to navigate through your day going, I may not like that thing, but my day-to-day looks like this. And that's what I can control. And because that makes sense, doing this equates to a paycheck every two weeks. And that paycheck every two weeks equates to me being able to add more shit to my addict and make my streaming There doesn't plat- anything left. There's nothing left to go up there. I'm just spitballing here. Like a couch, maybe. So then, fine. That that paycheck equates to the health insurance, which I definitely, absolutely need to continue to be myself and to a reasonable extent literally live without fear of blood clotting and having a fucking aneurysm or a heart attack. Yeah. Because I'm assuming you got put under for your for some of your procedures. Yeah. You could have died doing that. Yeah. So how that so I'm, I'm trying to draw parallels so that we go. I could die not going to work. You could die not going to work. Absolutely. So I could just not go to work. Yes. But what I'm saying is situationally. The situation, going into a procedure, doing that thing, 
Could. It's not optimal if you're trying to stay alive. Yes. So. I shouldn't have done it? No. I'm saying, how do you look at this other thing this, with the same um, uh, oh my god I think I kind of just did look at it the same way yeah but you're looking at it from the negative space I'm saying it was worth the risk Is th- this could be worth the risk yes right are we talking about looking for a job or no I'm talking about t- not looking for a job Okay. Could be worth the risk. Okay. Me singing an old South Park song on Twitch.tv is more valuable than anything I did. Wait, what's your handle? What? What's your handle? On Twitch? Marge884. Marge884. So take that again. Say, me singing the dog dance song is more valuable than 16 years. It's pretty devastating for that to not be perceived as valuable. So the 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 wall of why why can't this be considered of value? And why is it that every corner that I turn I'm being told that I'm I'm forced to go do something that I know not only do I not want to do, but something that could potentially cause me to freak out and I have no control over that, right? The side effects from you being pushed to do this, what is perceived as mundane to other people, has adverse effects for you. And that's where we need those coping skills. That's where we need something because pushing these things down or not being able to, you know, alleviate that pressure when it's just you is scary. So I bring all this stuff up and we go back and forth because it's not comforting to know that you are hurting so much and you're able to disguise it so well on a regular basis. Like I said at the beginning is that like, it looks like you just go, wow, that doesn't make sense. So I don't care about it. But for certain things, not caring about it won't solve the situation and it won't alleviate the importance of this fucking thing that doesn't make sense, but for some reason I have to do. And that is where that cycle of like, it's not fair. It doesn't make sense. I, why do I have to be forced to do this thing? Because then when, when, when I try to like come up with solutions, everything looks horrible. Every solution looks terrible. And I'm incapable of being able to, like, on a professional level, like, help you not feel that way. Which I don't like saying because 
I'm very codependent and I feel like I have to have answers for you. But the, the, the running theme is that you have a defense mechanism right now that has worked for a long time. But when it comes to what you're dealing with right now, that defense mechanism doesn't work. It just puts you in a loop. That whole makes sense or doesn't make sense. For a long time, that works because it's easy to not stress out about something if you just go, that doesn't make sense, so I don't need to deal with that thing. Right now, you're in a spot where you you can't do that. And then that dialogue happens and you just keep going in that loop. So what we want for you is somebody figuring out the equation to help you see the things that don't make sense don't necessarily mean that you have to accept them as like a positive thing. Sometimes it's just a fucking thing that you have to go through. You don't have to. But that's the, that's the dialogue that we're talking about. Right. I'm just saying like, there's no, it's not, you don't have to. I know it doesn't sound good. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. That, I know that. So, so you don't you you don't you don't say you have to because you don't. Okay. The thing that would be best for you would be to not have to worry about health insurance, right? Because that's really the only. Thing. I don't know. I haven't gotten that far. That's like when you think about it, is that the main thing that stresses you out as to like why? why That's like a short term thing, I guess. It's like what's in front of my face right now is the potential of not having like maybe maybe I get on the other side of it. What if like I succeed at something stupid that is I'm, I'm good at? I don't know what it is. Um, And then even then. Are you saying as a product of not looking for work? Sure. So anything besides that, I don't know. I can't think of a thing that I'd be good at. Well, I mean, uh, car salesman. What? We're we're going random, right? Just something that we can look at. Oh, okay. Yeah, I find the perfect thing, the quote unquote perfect thing, or whatever. And then on the other side of that, is I still feel like not worth it. Yeah. Yeah. That's that's what I'm saying is like depression and anxiety make it so the the what then why even try is is what all of this stuff equates to. And there's got to be a way to get away from that internal dialogue that makes you think that because of the, the way that I feel about these things that I don't want to do and that don't make sense it's not worth trying I know it's like you say don't wanna help me understand how you view it it's just like like I can't so that is from the build up of all of that stuff compounded 
it's now impossible because it's this is not a subjective thing anymore. It's an objective thing. And that's true. That's absolutely true. Like when you go through enough shit, it becomes debilitating to a point to where, yeah, it is not possible. Because I, I did the thing. I'm like, I'm 37. Like, I did the things. Everyone's like, you got to do this. Because you got it. And then I did. Just to get where. That can be true of cancer. It can be true of many, many things. But that doesn't... I don't think that that means that you should stop trying. And I Did I stop trying? I, I recognize how I said that. What I mean to say is... I don't think that that should deter you from looking from for looking for alternative options. So not that you have to do anything, but the way that you feel about looking at those things is awful. It's really bad right now. So we just want you to not feel awful just thinking about those things. Yeah, but trying to do that. On your own, it's really fucking hard. Me trying to quit drinking on my own resulted in me trying to kill yeah, myself. we're not the same person. I get that. What I'm saying is the parallel being I could not see me being sober. That literally felt impossible to the point to where I said, oh, then that means everyone's better off without me because there's no way that I'm going to be able to change. I genuinely couldn't, I didn't even know what sober person looked like. Like, honestly. I've I've said that before, but I don't think people get it. Like, I don't mean that in the sense to where I was like, I couldn't accept it. I straight up looked out of my fucking hospital window out into the river and was just like, is that, is this what sobriety looks like? Me just staring at shit? Like, I, I didn't know what to do. So that's, I mean, I, I'm lucky. I'm lucky that I went through a mental health unit and I went through treatment. So I had basically 24 seven, hey, we need to focus on why you think this way and fix it. But what was that beeping sound? I didn't hear a beeping sound. It scared me. I thought that was the camera. Oof. But it's the same in the sense that when you have these mental blocks, then we need an outside source to come in and help solve the equations. Because we're incapable of being able to figure it out. That's that's what I'm I'm trying to draw as a as a parallel as to why I I believe that our situations. But I, I are... have looked for help though. Recently. Yeah. How so? Like my doctor and stuff. You're like my primary care. Physician. Primary care. Yeah. And when you say I'd like to see, like, do I have options to go to therapy and stuff like that? No, that's what they recommend. They're but, just like. 
here's a new drug. Um, go to work. So they recommend the therapy because pills on their own, they're not that effective. No, it feels like they're trying to do whatever they can just so that you that you do adult things. Sure. Yeah. Not like no other reason. Like, like you should be okay with being alive. It's just like make sure you get that that work in. Make sure you go to that job. Yeah. We'll get you there. Here's a drug for the so you can go to it. Okay. I see. So Yeah. Yeah. If I can yeah, yep, 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 yep. Okay, this is making sense now. So it's not just that you can't do you you can't do this thing. On top of that, the help is just so that you'll do the thing that you can't do. Mm-hmm. And there's how do you find value in being forced so the help is just to force you to do the shit to somehow magically be okay with doing this shit that you don't want to yeah. do or can't do mm-hmm. the actual goal though is to get you to stop feeling like shit and then from there it's on you to do the other stuff if you want to do it, if you don't want to do it, either way, you shouldn't feel suicidal. You shouldn't feel worthless. You shouldn't feel hopeless. And that's all. So those things are massively, massively important in any type of progression. You get what I'm saying? Like, it's not their their goal shouldn't be we need to get Mara medicated and therapized enough to where she's willing to go back to work Mm because that's what we need her to do the goal is how do we get her to stop feeling so hopeless and helpless that that is the most important thing Mm -hmm. because even if you found a job even if we did that thing not not just how do we make sure how do we know that you're not going to get fired how do we know that you're going to be okay a year down the road. So that's where therapy and all that shit comes in is because, yeah, it's not about getting a job. It's about you not feeling so fucking horrible, dude. Because. Yeah, I mean, you like, like you say that, but it's like before you even go in, like you're at the counter, like oh, I'm here for my appointment. Like, all right, where's the where's the money? Of course. Yeah. Yeah. That's that's a an absolutely shit aspect of. So it's like why am I here? Yeah. Um so what I'm going to take this part out. But... That's the Wayne's World thing. Mm-hmm. Um so is it I mean, all all of the that stuff just adds to the impossibility. And when you're on edge, like when your nervous system knows that you're going to get a shot or that you're going to get a piercing or whatever, mm-hmm. it's already on high alert. So 
when the thing happens, there's a big jolt versus or like a big breath of air. Like it's all hands on deck. When the unforeseen stuff happens and it's similar in consequence or whatever, your body treats it differently. It's not as big of a deal. You know what I mean? So in that regard, right now, your system is on high alert for any speed bumps, potholes, any of that shit. So the money aspect of going to the therapist, and not even that you have to give money right then and there, but that person's going to ask a question, and what they really mean is, who's paying us? Mm -hmm. Who's giving us this money? And that's frustrating to you. And is not fair either. We why should I have to pay money to try to live? That's insane. Which is why Bernie should have won, but that's besides the point. The point is those are it's yeah, we just gotta figure out how to get past these X amount of things to get you to the safe zone where somebody goes or where somebody is able to help you not feel so horrible and hopeless, not help you find a job, just get you to be able to process things in a way that doesn't feel so definitive. Does that make sense? Mm. I don't know. I know this all sucks and everything I'm saying is like, yeah, that's all great. But as soon as I walk out the door, all of the work that I would have to do to make any of that shit happen is way more than I'm making it sound like it's that you could just go do it. There's a bunch Mm -hmm. of fucking shit that you have to do afterwards. And I get that. That doesn't mean that it's not worth it, though. And... Back to that support system that you have. You have friends. You have your roommate. We're willing to help out. We really are. Yeah, I know. So accept it. Okay? Because right now, this is the point in the episode where I say, so what what are your coping mechanisms and what are your... Like, do you have any advice for listeners? Do I have any advice? In like what manner? Exactly. Um, But we got to get you to a point to where you feel like you've gained something rather than you're having to pour more of your soul or your money or whatever into shit that may have no returns. So you don't have to give advice to anybody about anything. Unless you want to. Um, if you're trying to do a sub 30 second Tetris sprint, um, just keep going. It could take like seven years. Now, is that on PC or console? Uh, that's on PC. It is on PC. Mm-hmm. Okay. I like to think about the, the little details to make sure that, you know, I don't want somebody who's doing it on NES to think that, it's going to be applicable. Yeah, that's you know, impossible. Got to be realistic. Yeah, here. you need to be able to hard drop. You need to have your DAF settings. <laughs> Important thing. I appreciate 
the fact that you were willing to do this because I know this sucks. This isn't, these aren't the fun conversations that we normally have. These are the fucking awful ones. Yeah, you didn't even fart. I know. You know why? Because I'm afraid I will pee my pants because I've had to pee this whole time. Is your pelvic floor messed up? I think it is. Because <laughs> when I push, I still come when I shit. I don't know. I don't. Every time now. That can't be a complaint. Well, I mean, it's not a good come. <laughs> it's just a leak. You know? <laughs> You're just warming up. Yeah. My prostate is like, hey, there's so much pressure. We got to alleviate it somewhere. Is it like giant or something? I mean, you wouldn't want it in your shorts. Can I get that checked out? Maybe. It's too big. Does that mean I have an enlarged prostate? Maybe. Maybe it's just in a weird spot. That could be too. Maybe your poop's weird. (laughs) Maybe I do have weird poop. That could be too. Mara, I love you. I know this was physically and mentally draining, Mm -hmm. but I appreciate the fuck out of you. And yeah, I mean, I I hope friends of Mara, if you're listening, let's tag team. Let's, let's run train. Don't put that on them. Let's, let's run train on Mara's (laughs) mental health. Don't make them think they got to listen to this shit. (laughs) (sighs) Um, okay. Well, we're going to have you back on at some point. Mm. Hopefully there will be some progression. Like a... Maybe you'll be at like a, a 29 second. Metal band? Yeah. I have a 29 second, bitch. Oh, damn. Well then... You know, it's funny. I haven't even like tried since then. <laughs> it felt very final. That's pretty cool. It's a good feeling. It's like... Ah. Yeah. But yeah, thank you for doing this. Mm-hmm. I really appreciate it. Listeners, be well to yourselves. Mm-hmm.